Conjunct life. Conjunct, conjunct life. <laughs> <laughs>Welcome back to Allegedly Astrology. This is part two of a special episode series on mothers who kill their children, featuring extremely special guest Laura Carey from Killer Astrology. Yay, Laura's back. Yay. Thank you. Excited <laughs> to be back. Yes, we're so happy to have Laura back on part two. So if you haven't listened to part one of this lighthearted episode yet, definitely stop what you're doing. Go back and listen. Um, But next up, we're talking about Casey Anthony. And in case you were living under a rock in 2008, Casey Anthony was accused and, spoiler alert, acquitted of the murder of her child, Kaylee. Her trial got tons of media attention, mostly because of Nancy Grace, and also because it was the first big trial of the social media age. So obviously, everyone had a lot of opinions. So let's learn a little bit more about Casey. So Casey Anthony, to me, is quite simply the worst human being. So just putting that out there. But she was one of two children born to her parents, George and Cindy Anthony. People say Casey honestly was a pretty cool girl. Like, no one really has anything that bad to say about her. Um, But she just has a bit of a lying problem. Yes. Casey was said to have lied to her family about a multitude of things, including about graduating high school. So... For example, her family went to see her receive her diploma and she just didn't get one, which must have been pretty awkward. And then another thing she lied about was being pregnant uh, until she actually just like had a baby. And then finally she was like, oh, yeah, I was pregnant. So again, super awkward. So what's going on with her big three? So Casey has um, a Pisces sun, a Pisces rising, and a uh, Cancer moon. And so this is a water trine. This is a... Uh, Yikes. This is uh, Pisces. So she sees herself as, you know, part of the collective. It's it's empathetic, which could also uh, borderline on... Uh, ble- it's like bleeding boundaries with yourself and others. And then a Cancer moon is like, you know, maternal. Um, the moon is at home in Cancer. So she just feels emotions or she has emotions and it's also extremely protective of those emotions yes i was honestly kind of shocked to see that casey had a cancer moon just having a cancer moon myself i really felt betrayed by her <laughs> and oh my god that's so cancer moon felt betrayed by casey oh, moon. i did I, I felt so betrayed i was so mad um but she you know like you mentioned uh the moon is most comfortable in cancer and you know in a lot of cases makes for a caring nurturing mother but In Casey's case, something obviously snapped that took her more into self-preservation mode instead of, I guess, child preservation mode. And we really, we know that she feels her emotions super strongly. In addition to having a Pisces sun and a Pisces ascendant, she has a Pisces Jupiter. And that Jupiter is trying to her moon. So Jupiter expands things. The moon is our emotions. So her emotions oftentimes probably felt very big, very overwhelming. And that said, her Jupiter in Placidus is in the 12th house. And 12th house energies, we we tend to disown them or, you know, otherwise try to avoid them in one way or another. So given that her Jupiter is tied to her moon, she may have often tried to run away from her emotions, her emotions, pretend they weren't there, escape her emotions. So this can play out in in a lot of ways. But one thing that struck me is that Jupiter can also be our source of luck. 
And being that it's in the 12th house, it might have felt hard. It might have been harder for her to feel like luck was on her side. And in a lot of cases, she may have felt like a victim. And that ties into her emotional state and how she expresses her emotions. So victimhood was probably, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume here that victimhood was a big part of her who she was. Big Pisces energy right yeah. there. Big I mean, Pisces energy. On one hand, you can intuit it. And on the other hand, I think there are documents that confirm it. Um, yes. Right? So, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also with the 12th house is like, um, in ancient astrology, it's the house of like, or not even ancient, I think it's modern, it's like self-undoing. So this is like also a place that not like might not always be able to access, but like it's happening. It's it's unconscious or subconscious. Um, in traditional astrology, Jupiter rules Pisces and Sagittarius. And so this rules both Casey's midheaven and her ascendant. So when like Jupiter ruling her ascendant, it, it means that it's going to affect how she sees the world and then also how she sees her, like how how she puts her, like her best self forward because the midheaven is how you act in public, which is often um, related to like things you learn in childhood. So with your midheaven ruled by Jupiter, um, it didn't really feel like she had a best self to put forward. And like Nep- she also had Neptune opposite her moon. And so her happy place is like in a world of her own creation. Neptune deceives or obscures. It also helps like creativity um and the moon is emotions it's responses it's your body's memory like physiological responses it's very um the body keeps the score and so her intuition could be strong with this aspect but it's also likely that she doesn't know how to feel in the world or doesn't trust her own feelings and is like maybe want to like believe that her feelings are wrong so she might adjust her behavior or like adjust for it and like just taps into feedback from others which is probably how she learned that her emotions could be wrong And I think this played out for her in not necessarily when you say feedback, I think it people might assume just in general, I think we assume specific verbal feedback, but we also get so much feedback from other people's nonverbal responses and emotional responses. And so Mm, how do other people's emotions what do you know she's taking this feedback from everything not just from verbal feedback from but from everything and then drawing conclusions and that is just an emotional process in itself but just the the neptune moon opposition another really important thing about that is i mean we we talked about her lying and i mean dana you said she's living in a world of her own creation and with the moon opposite neptune it just ties so much into lying, not necessarily because you want to deceive people, but because you much prefer this other reality to be true. It makes you more comfortable. And I shouldn't say you because I'm I'm not trying to generalize to anybody with this aspect. But I think in this case, given what we know about her lying, that there's a lot of like wanting to be in this other place. Do you think she like really believed the lies or she just it, she just found comfort in them? So in my experience with Pisces and Neptune heavy people, I want to stress that in my experience (laughs) with people with these aspects, they do uh, believe on Mm. some level. I mean, if you're if you're an intelligent person, on one hand, you've got to know cognitively that it's not the case. But people in my life, there tend to be many (laughs) with this type of energy. There is a, a big part of them that believes it. 
Another thing I think is kind of interesting too with Casey is that it wasn't like she obviously lied a lot, but I feel like her Jupiter and how much like Jupiter is in her chart is interesting because I feel like Jupiter is like optimistic in a way. And I feel like she also lied a lot because she was just like hoping it would like work out for her in the end. Like she would just make stuff up and then like hope it would work out. Well, it seems like it got pretty far. Oh my God, yes. So my enemy, Casey, is a Pisces sun, Pisces rising, and she has that Cancer moon, which now also as a Cancer moon, I am now taking that offense to myself as Laura (laughs) is. Um, She also had that Neptune opposite her moon, which, you know, she's creating this fantasy world for herself and she lies all the time, which makes sense. Um, But going back to kind of the situation at hand, at the time this all was happening, she was a 22-year-old mother. She had a two-year-old daughter named Kaylee, and both her and Kaylee lived with her parents in Orlando. And the whole family kind of has a kind of like strange dynamic. Yeah, there were a lot of strained relationships within the Anthony family. Um, Many psychologists actually described the family as a whole as narcissistic. The Anthony's wanted to like very much present this image of a perfect family to the world. So there was a feeling of needing to keep things very much in the family, which is very Sopranos and Italian of them. And this leads to a lot of manipulation, denial, lying. There was also a very love-hate relationship between Casey and her mom that played out. So it would be interesting to see what their bi-wheel is like. Yes, so we have this bi-wheel, and I'll tell you, it's really striking and not at all surprising. And if you have the capacity to look it up, I definitely recommend that you do. So the first thing that jumped out to me was that Casey and her mom, Cindy, have exactly opposite north and south nodes. So Casey's north node is at zero degrees Taurus and her mom's north node is at zero degrees Scorpio. So that's exactly opposite. And what this says to me is that they had a lot to learn from each other. Um, I love looking at mother-daughter charts and I know a couple other people who have this same thing going on where they have north node and south node conjunct and their relationship is pretty tumultuous. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not going to generalize and say that about everybody because I, I don't have enough, you know, research to say that. But I would guess that this relationship was pretty tumultuous. And like I said, they had a lot to learn from each other. The North Node is where, and essentially we've talked about it, we talked about it in the last episode, the North Node is the mission that you're on, what you're trying to accomplish, the energies you're trying to get acquainted with. And the South Node is what you've done before and what you're really used to. And so her mom is used to what she's trying to learn. So there's a lot to take from from her and vice versa. So Super interesting. In addition to the North Node, South Node conjunction in these two charts, there's also a really interesting conjunction. So Cindy, Casey's mom, her Mars is at 28 degrees Pisces, which happens to be the same degree of her Pisces sun. So this conjunction feels really emotional and maladaptive to me. I think there was probably, and again, I'm speculating, but I think there was probably a lot of codependence in this relationship. I think that um, her mom could be a a fierce director of her, I don't know, I guess her personality. You know, she had, 
you know, she could be a force and, and push her in a certain direction, but it might not have always been the direction she wanted to go. And I think there was a lot of emotional manipulation here, but I'll let you talk about that, Dana. Yeah, well, okay, because I, I 100% agree. And I, I think that people maybe should know that if you see something, it like, and I'm sure people do know this for the most part, but like, noting something that's difficult in any of these charts, it also, we're also taking into consideration things that like, aspected other things in the chart so like there's a lot that has to do with any sort of chart being difficult especially like the manifestation of like murdering your own child right so if you haven't done that it doesn't mean that you will it just is a there's a lot more that goes into what we're saying then um yeah and so we're trying to be careful like we're not making generalizations but laura knows what she's talking about so (laughs) um also like codependents and narcissistic families they go together so cindy's pisces mars conjunct casey's son this is uh, pretty powerful like the sun is destiny it's how you see yourself and who you're who you are but also who you're striving to be it's um it's just like the where you shine it's your like your best self and so mars is control it's power it's aggression um and will so like this manifests as basically gaslighting it's weaponizing other people's emotions against them because like like they're sponges especially in pisces that's what pisces can feel like a victim because they when someone else is upset, then they absorb that emotion and then they become the victim. So you could cry to one and then they end up crying and you're like, can I just be the only one crying right now? <laughs> well, on a different note, just regarding this this uh, aspect, I think that Cindy probably was pretty fierce and she probably did fight really hard for her daughter and she probably pushed her hard in, you know, in a particular direction and was really really had a big, I mean, she's her mother, but I mean, aside from just being her mother, probably really had a big hand in who she became. Yeah. I mean, of course there's like love there. That's not what we're trying to suggest. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> but then, yeah, that's also confirmed because Saturn, uh, Cindy Saturn is conjunct KC Sagittarius Midheaven and the Midheaven is the highest point in the chart. It's where the Ascendant is heading. If you start at the Ascendant, you end at the Midheaven. It's the destiny. It's like who you are in public. It's it's based on like how you were taught to behave. And so Saturn re- rejects and restricts um, because Saturn wants people to commit. But there there's also a lot of met, like negative sort of effects of that, too. And so in some Casey just feels blocked by her mother's influence or her mother is trying to like, you know, like wants to teach her the right thing. I want to raise Casey to be the right way. Like we have to be, you know, appear perfect. And so Casey learns that. And so yeah. she's affected by that influence. Yeah, basically feeling a lot of pressure from her mom to create a certain life for herself, to behave a certain way, to, just like you said, project a certain image. And that pressure can feel really harsh sometimes. Yeah, and we found out through the trial that Cindy and Casey, like, had a tricky relationship. And, you know, this Bible kind of confirms, like, once again, astrology is just coming through for us. Um, But their charts, like, really interact together in a way that shows the themes of codependence, gaslighting, and control that Dana and Laura were talking about. Yeah, and that Saturn conjunct Casey's Midheaven is super interesting to me um, because of how Cindy wanted to control the outside world and how the outside world saw Casey. So, I mean, obviously, Cindy definitely covered for Casey a lot and, like, went along with her lies just so everybody was, like, chill with, like, what Casey was doing. But even despite all this, you know, they still fought. And one day they got into a fight and Casey stormed out of the house with Kaylee. And both of them are gone for a few weeks. 
And because George and Cindy are used to seeing their granddaughter every day, they're calling Casey being like, yo, like, where's Kaylee? Where are you also? What is happening? And Casey kind of just makes up various excuses and lies about like where the two of them are. And while all this is happening, George gets a call that Casey's car was impounded because of course it was. So he goes to pick it up for her um, because, again, she's still MIA and he can't help but notice that the car smells like super bad, um, like dead body bad. And at this point, it's been 31 days since the last time George and Cindy have seen Kaylee. And, you know, on this day, Casey finally comes home, but Kaylee's not with her. So, like, red flag. And George and Cindy are like, what is happening? Like, where is she? She's literally two. She can't be, like, alone on her own. And eventually, Casey says a nanny stole her. So, like, plot twist. Yeah, this was really strange. Um, Obviously, Cindy freaks out. She calls the police. And while on the phone with them, she drops the minor detail that Casey's car s- smells like a dead body. Um, so the cops go to the Anthony house and are like, very quickly, what's going on here? Who is this weird family? And on this day, <laughs> again, 31 days after Casey leaves, Kaylee is finally reported missing officially. So what are the transits on this very dramatic, very bizarre day? So on this day, Uranus was conjunct the ascendant for Casey, and any time, especially an outer plan- planet, transits the ascendant, there's some big life changes that are happening. She was undergoing, I mean, this energy was at play for her for a little while because Uranus was about three degrees past her ascendant at this point, but it's still a pretty close conjunction. So this was a big life change, a big change to her image and how she comes off to people, Uranus ascendant stuff going on here. And there was also some other stuff. Um, She had Pluto square her sun and Dana, I'll let you take that one. Well, yeah, okay, so Pluto is secrets and the sun is a self, and so this is, like, exposing the self because squares are uh, points where, like, there's tension and there has to be some sort of compromise. Casey's forced to confront her own actions and choices. Also, Saturn was Casey's time lord that year, and uh, transiting Saturn in Virgo was squaring Casey's natal Saturn in Sagittarius on the day that Kaylee was reported missing, um... And so this is like a closing square, uh, like from the time you're born to the time that you hit your Saturn return. This is the last like there's like four points. This is the last. It's the third point. So um, it's a point of tension and a time for like learning hard lessons. It's also a time when there would be a turning point where something that will be like the next the last leg of like your life's sort of lesson is going to come to fruition. Um, And it was in her 11th house, which can relate to like fame in public. So on the day that Kaylee was reported missing, Casey had a transit hitting her chart that would indicate that her life was changing and that she was confronting the choices that she had made. That's the kind of thing that happens when the cops call you in. So the cops talk to Casey and it's obvious to everyone with a pulse that she's just lying. And this is a big theme in this whole case slash her life. She lies about everything and then she gets caught in those lies and makes up new lies to cover those up. So, you know, it's just like a big ball of, like, insanity. Um, But the cops eventually are like, we literally can't with you anymore. So they charge her with first-degree murder of her child. Yikes. Yikes is right. And a few months later, a worker finds a skull in a wooded area about half a mile from the Anthony's home. And later, that skull is identified as belonging to Kaylee. So what are the transits um, happening on the day that Kaylee was found? 
So on the day that Kaylee's body was found, she had the sun con- conjunct Uranus and her midheaven. And so we've talked about the midheaven being kind of where you're heading in life, your reputation, starting your it's starting the part of your life that's in the public sphere and so here she has this new reputation being creative created excuse me with the sun kind of shining on this area of her chart i also note that the sun is sextile to neptune which is in her 12th house and this becomes a really really huge story that flows through every channel social media people are talking about it all the time and the 12th house is the collective so you have this kind of the sun shining on this like huge story that everybody is latching on to and you know it, it, it just really played into kind of her reputation given that the sun was on the midheaven so that just sticks out to me as a really interesting astrology confirmation there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and this really will go down in history as just, like, one of those huge media frenzy trials. Like, you know, like the O.J. Simpson types of trials. Like, this was just one of those things that the media just, like, could not get enough of. Totally. Okay, also on this day, uh, Pluto was conjunct her natal Neptune in Capricorn. Pluto had just moved into Capricorn. Um, and this is like jolting you out of fantasy, right? Like Pluto kind of ground is Pluto is more grounded in Capricorn. Pluto and Sagittarius is like where people figure out the hill they'll die on. And then Pluto and Capricorn is like, okay, well now we have to die. Like you, you said all those things and now we're going to make good on them. Yes. And Saturn, we already know Saturn was playing into the situation kind of from the time that Kaylee was reported missing. And this is a time where karma, Saturn represents karma. And so this is a time where karma is kind of coming into play here. And Saturn is opposite to her first house planets. So her ascendant, her Mercury and her sun. So it's about showing that karma, having it kind of on display in these moments. Yeah. So, you know, to sum it all up, all those transits happening to Casey are going to affect her reputation and karma is going to play a big role in it, which, you know, obviously it did. So now we fast forward a few years and the trial begins and it's a huge deal. In fact, people refer to it as the social media trial of the century. Everyone is covering it. Everyone is tweeting about it. Nancy Grace is about to go <laughs> on like a full blown like rage aneurysm from everything Casey Anthony does. And the trial itself is just a straight up shit show. Nancy Grace, just the, like, I cannot think of Nancy Grace without thinking of Casey Anthony. They're like so synonymous in my brain. Um, Because she was just like, tat mom, tat mom. (laughs) Like, what? Oh my God. She just was like screaming all over the airways. It was just like wild. Like, I don't know. But anyway, just Nancy Grace, you know, she convicted Casey in the court of public opinion. But in the actual court, prosecutors wanted the death penalty and they painted Casey as this sort of like party girl that hated having a kid. But overall, the prosecution was like just pretty boring. But on the other side, we have Casey's lawyer, Jose Baez, who honestly was just really making up a lot of crazy shit. But he was like a real performative lawyer type. Yes, and when all was said and done, Casey Anthony was found not 
guilty. And when asked, why did you decide this? Most of the jury said, you know, the evidence presented was circumstantial. So when the sentence came down, everyone freaked out, which I get because even right now thinking about this, I could throw a chair through a window um, because she's free. And she's by all accounts, just being an asshole in Florida. Um, I think trying to make a PI company for some reason, but in conclusion, I hate you, Casey Anthony. She has Lindsay Lohan energy. I kind of wonder if she hadn't been, if they hadn't initially said that they wanted the death penalty, I wonder if she would have been found guilty. It's hard for people to sentence like someone to death, like especially a pretty young woman, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, I don't know. Just another another vote against fucking the death penalty in this country. Um, but yeah, there are, to this day, there are a lot of theories. But no one really knows for sure what happened to Kaylee Anthony. And um, so this was a really, um, you know, dark subject to cover. So um, I think if we want to sort of look at, you know, parts one and two a little bit more holistically, um, you know, all of these mothers that we uh, mentioned in this episode um, committed the same crime of killing their children, whether they were convicted or not. Um, and so, you know, do they have anything else that you notice, like, in their birth charts? Like, what do these women sort of, like, have in common? So we're only working with three char- three women here, three charts here. So we're not going to make any generalizations, but just kind of picking out the, the biggest commonalities. We know that two of these women have an Aries moon. And for those with birth times that we know of, they both had major transits to the midheaven at the time their cases got well known you know they got big they got you know we know about them we hear their names we know who they are and and those are major transits to the midheaven that happened at this time and these women also have a planet that most of their other planets answer to so that means that there's you know they have planets in signs that are ruled by a specific planet. Dana, you do a better job at explaining that, I think. So why don't you... If you think of um, the planets as, like, actions or sort of, like, factions of uh, your brain and, like, how uh, you function in life, it's uh, it, it's the actor in a play. It's like they're all kind of wearing the same outfit. but they, So, yeah, just imagine it that way. If they're, or, like, they're answering. They all have the same boss, right? So it's... Um, all of these different things that call to you are being funneled through the same instinct, or the same ruler, like the same ruling instinct, I guess. That's how I would say it. Yes. Thank you, Gemini. <laughs> Another thing that's like uh, lines up is that like there's a, a theme of nodes here. So Diane and Andrea um, are in their nodal opposition and nodal return, respectively. And so the nodes are eclipse points and they uh, create, you know, a, a massive uh, point of no return in your life. Like, And so sometimes it's like simple, but sometimes it's you know, murder. And Casey and her mom, um, they have like the notes exactly opposite each other at zero degrees Taurus and Scorpio. And then one more thing is that all three of these women have a conjunction in between their sun and their Mercury. And so this is like identifying strongly with your thoughts. Like it's, it's kind of like being driven by thoughts or you you can't separate like your mind from your identity. So besides the chart placements and transits, one topic we felt was important to cover is the fact that all of these women all had sort of various um, forms of mental illness that they were struggling with. And Laura actually works in the mental health field. 
So, um, Laura, I think, can you give us a bit of non-astrological perspective on this? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, it's important to remember that even though these people did really bad things, they're still human. And they're all... At every one of us gets to the point we're at now because of the experiences we've had and the people we've dealt with and the traumas we've been through. I actually saw something recently. I think it was a meme probably because that's where we all see things now <laughs> that said uh, you've never met you've never met a non-traumatized adult. And I think that's absolutely true. And some people are, you know, have more traumas and they affect them in different ways. So there's always a route. <laughs> I, I think, you know, maybe 1% of the time or less than that, somebody's just born bad. But I think most of the time that's not the case. So just pointing that out there and we can say, even if we say, well, this person's parent did this to them. Well, what did their parents do to them? You know, it's always everyone's doing the best they can. And sometimes it's just, you know, not what we would like to see. So Starting with Diane, so psychiatrists had diagnosed her with narcissistic, histrionic, and antisocial personality disorders. I'm guessing that she was diagnosed back in the 80s when these crimes happened, and the diagnostic criteria have changed since then. So I think basically we know that she she had a personality disorder. I am going to tie that to astrology just for a quick (laughs) second because the (laughs) Jupiter-Sun conjunction just sticks in my brain. Mm. She also had Mercury and Mars conjunction all in Leo with other things going on. And so just this inflated sense of of self, if we combine the astrology with the diagnosis, that would lean to me more towards narcissistic or histrionic. Mm. So we know there's some personality stuff going on with Diane. With Andrea, she had depression. Um, She had postpartum psychosis and schizophrenia. I think she was probably super anxious. She had so much responsibility. She probably didn't get the treatment that she needed. And I think, like you said, Sarah, her story is just is sad. And I think her story is is about somebody who kind of reached their breaking point and probably could have used a lot more help. I don't necessarily, I mean... I think Casey, I think everybody thinks Casey had some (laughs) kind of personality disorder. I don't see, I don't put Andrea in the same category as Diana and Casey. I I think she had other stuff going on. And that's, it seems like that's reflected in the diagnoses that she got throughout her trial. And then Casey apparently was tested and was tested as a part of her trial. They said that she displayed narcissistic traits and that she's from a narcissistic family, which is something I personally would would not say. Um, but I would I would say that Casey probably, in my opinion, based on what I know about her and based on her chart, honestly, I would say she probably had borderline personality disorder, which gets a really bad rep. And I don't, you know, I don't want to promote that. But I think the the main thing about Casey is that. She just felt her, I mean, from her astrology, it seems like she really felt her emotions really strongly. She didn't get the support that she needed to, she didn't get the comfort that she needed. You know, her mom, she had a cancer moon. Her mom had, and she was a Pisces and her mom had an Aquarius moon. Oh God. And that's pretty detached, (laughs) you know? She needed somebody who was super nurturing and she probably didn't get as much as she needed. And she was probably, you know, just that emotional, her relationship with her emotions, I think, was probably tainted. And so I think that caused a lot of difficulty for her. And I don't, 
you know, most people with borderline personality disorder do not kill their kids. Also, a cool thing about astrology is that when you look at a chart, like we all have all degrees of every sign in our charts, right? So if you can't really empathize with another person, uh, it says a lot more about you, maybe, than it says about the other person. And you know what? If that's your problem, I empathize with you. So I do it all the time. I could empathize with her, but I am choosing I actively to you, not Sarah. to. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting. I, I was going to ask if you were talking directly to Sarah. Um, I honestly do feel bad for her now after what Laura said about not being able to feel. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm just being defensive because I have the same big three as Donald Trump. So never listen to anything I say. <laughs> this is also a good time to maybe cultivate some self-empathy and realize that you always just do what you know how to do in the moment. Yes, everybody is do. I used to do DBT therapy, and part of DBT, DBT therapy is knowing that everybody is doing their best at every moment, and you can also do better. <laughs> I love that. Yes. It's very Virgo, love actually. That. Virgo and Cancer Moon, you know? <laughs> I love that. Yes. Well, um, thank you so much again to Laura for joining us on this episode. This was so illuminating and enlightening in so many ways. So, Laura, can you let um, everyone know where they can find you and any news you might have about the podcast or anything? Oh, sure. So, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to be here with you guys. And uh, yeah, thank you. And Let's see, news about the podcast. So I will be wrapping up season two quickly. I My listeners know that I've had a lot of major Pluto and Saturn related changes in my life. So I've, I've had to cut down on producing a little bit, but that's not going to be the norm. I'm going to get back to a regular schedule. It's just been kind of crazy. So I'm going to wrap up season two and then in Aries season, start season three. Nice. And yeah, so you can listen to my podcast, Killer Astrology Podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at Killer Astrology Podcast, at Laura Carey Astrology. You can visit my website, KillerAstrologyPodcast.com, and also LauraCareyAstrology.com to schedule a reading. Yes, everyone better go follow Laura and listen to her podcast, but things get arguably less bleak next week. For our season two finale, we had to end on a much higher note um, where we'll be kicking it back to merry old England to cover the latest royal drama involving Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, and also tie it back to Princess Diana, everyone's ultimate fave. So it'll be a great way to end season two. You won't want to miss it. Please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Reviews definitely help us out. And if you leave us one on Apple Podcasts and DM us or email us, a screenshot of your review will make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. And don't forget to follow us at Allegedly Astrology on Instagram and Reddit and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. We're on Hey Hero now if you want to ask us anything that's going on um and now's your last chance to get that 20 percent off code for the month of march um so use code hey shiro h-e-y-s-h-e-r-o and get that 20 percent off you can do it i'm elise i'm dana and i'm sarah and this is allegedly astrology yay